everybody's going to get their uh, pencil and paper out to get this nugget, right? Okay, and the nugget starts. We prove we trust God. We prove we trust God when we we prove we trust God when we refuse to worry. We prove we trust God when we refuse to worry. Think about that. So if you're worrying, it means you're not trusting God. Oh, wow, that's pretty heavy. Heavy thought. Think about that. Okay. So, Father, we are praising you. We're just giving you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word. We thank you, Lord, that you'll open each and every one of our eyes of our understanding, Father God, to great to receive a greater revelation, Father God, of how we are to operate in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Are you ready? How many has ever been to a carnival? Uh, some of you, everybody's, or one of those, uh, What's those things at the, at the entertainment places like uh, what's Knott's Berry Farm, Disneyland? I mean, we're all of the, you know, pardon me? Amusement, there you go, amusement parks, okay. Um, this is how we're going to start it. When a, when a carnival arrives in our town, there are attractions such as rides, games, and sideshows that compete for your attention and your finances. Amen? I mean, you know, they're all bidding for you to spend your money. Rides are a particular attraction to the young at heart. I mean, woohoo. I mean, <laughs> side shows have a certain amount of mystery and amusement. Games tend to test your skills and luck. The shooting gallery is one of my favorite games. You have targets to test your skills. Stationary targets. Fast-moving targets, large targets, small targets. Moving targets proved to be the most challenging because they were small and, of course, they were moving. How you react is the reward by hitting your target. You must have perfect timing to hit your target. And those were moving ducks. Remember seeing moving ducks in here? Okay. So if you'll turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6. What does the carnival have to have with the, with the word of God? That's Deuteronomy, chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, the judgments with the Lord your God, Commanded you, to, command to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whether ye go to possess it. That thou mightst fear the Lord thy God to keep all thy His statutes and His commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may, may be well with thee that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God, your, thy father, has promised thee in the land which flows with milk and honey. Wow, okay. These verses here, now you're going to have to look at the way I'm looking at it. Uh, these verses here, God gives Israel a target. He gives them a promise. And he gives them a provision or instructions how to be successful in it. So you have a, a target, a promise, and a provision or the instructions for success. Uh, the children of Israel came out of Egypt totally free. Amen? Healthy and abundantly rich. I mean, what else? How else are you going to be when, when you're blessed by God? They crossed the Red Sea on dry ground, and their enemies drowned 
and died in the Red Sea. There was a great celebration and rejoicing as the Jews' hearts, in the Jews' hearts as they moved forward to the promised land. I mean, woohoo! I mean, you're rich, you're, you're in good health, and you're going to the promised land. I mean, that's sometimes rejoicing. You know, when the, when the Red Sea folded over, cl closed in on the, on the uh, Egyptians, they had a party. They were dancing and uh, singing. The women were having, had their tambourines out there and, and just singing, you know. That's where we get that song. The horse and rider fell into the sea. They were singing that, something like that, right? Um, and if you want to check that out, it's Exodus chapter 15, 23. Um, and as they were headed after the Red Sea incident, now all that, that celebrating and stuff, they went, they were progressing to the new promised land. And that within 72 hours, they were there almost, but they had to have some water. And when they hit the place where they needed water, they're celebrating and their rejoicing stopped. But again, if you look at Exodus chapter 23, you're going to find out it turned, celebrating and praising and thanking God turned into murmuring and complaining at the waters of Merah, the bitter waters. A problem arose. They had the target. They had the promise. But a problem arose. They had God's provision or instructions, but a problem arose. Are we like the children of Israel? We have a target to hit, a gold hit this year. We got God's promise, but a problem has come up. Woe is me, Lord. Why is it always happening to me? Murmur, complain. Uh-oh. But we've got God's promise, and he's given us instructions how to do it. Oh, me, oh, my. Now, I want you to note here, how you react to the problem tells you how long you'll be in the problem. How you react to the problem tells you how long you'll be in the problem. The problem is something you need to correct, not just complain about, murmur, or worry about. Uh, last week, we spoke about David, King David, in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 2. It said that David had 400 men come unto him to join him. You remember? And they had a problem. They were in distress. They were in debt and they were discontented. You might have a problem. You're in distress. You might have some debt and you're discontented discontent because a problem came up and you can't reach your promised land. Hello. What did David do? He attacked a problem. He attacked a problem with the provision that he gave them. He gave them instructions. And they followed that instructions to become valiant men of honor. Valiant warriors. Amen? But what did the children of Israel do? Well, they didn't quite do that, did they? They got to that water, that bitter water, and they complained, and they murmured, and they said to Moses, we should have stayed back in the old place. Egypt was good. We have to keep our eyes on the promise and the instructions that are given to us to reach our promised land. We have to remain focused on the promise and the instructions that God has given us to get to that dream, vision, and goal. We have to learn to release 
the spiritual power that God has given us. That spiritual power that God has given us is His Word. That Word will destroy the enemy and clear the passage, your passage to the promised land. That miracle power is in your mouth. Thank you for the one amen. That miracle power is in your mouth. We need to learn to speak God's word in all situations and circumstances. Hello. Those situations and circumstances wants, want to stop your progression into the promised land. And we can be like the children of Israel. You got, you got the target, you got the promise, and you got the instructions, but something came up between... You in the promised land. A problem arose. Hello. On our journey, we must allow God to move in us. On our journey, we have to allow God to move in us. Then, through us. When God's in us, then he gives us the ability to move forward. So you got to have God in us in order to move through us. And then once you have him in us and through us, he'll work for us. You need all those three characteristics. You can't have one without the other. Amen. Unfortunately, there are too many of us wanting to God move for us. We're not desiring to do what is required to achieve the blessing. Well, God, you said this is the, the promise. You gave me a target. This is the promise. Do it for me. I'm praying to you, God, remove the, the obstacle. Well, that's murmuring complaint. He's already given us what? The target. Amen? The promise, the provision, or the instructions. And we have to put those three together. If you don't put those three together, you're not going to, any type of problem that arises, you're not, you're, we're going to murmur and complain, just like the children of Israel. Here they are. Ready to go in the promised land. Murmur, complain, murmur, complain. Ooh. That's a big ouch. For some of us, we can say, oh me. Or oh my. That's, what, that's the children of Israel. Murmur and complain. They did not want to address the problem. So God let them circle around that desert for 40 years because they did not want to address the problem. Some of us have a problem and we will not address it. So we will continue to be in that rut. Go round and round. Murmur and complain. God, when are you going to do something about it? God, when are you going to... How come they're being blessed and I'm not? How come you... And we just go around and around. And then we get bitter. They got bitter. Now, don't allow the devil to trick you into thing, thinking that the things were good. The bad times were good times. They just came out of Egypt. And they had good times there, they said. I wish we'd back, be back in Egypt because we had got onions and leeks and we had got some good food. But they forgot about the beatings, the thrashings, the... the Working every day no, with no days off. Nothing. Amen. Egypt was so great. Oh, me. First Peter chapter 4. 
in 1 Peter chapter 4. Problems can be identified by this. 1 Peter chapter 4, looking at verse 12. Behold, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial or problem which, you, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. The problem is a trial. Trials can expose our weaknesses. How many have had a trial and they failed the test? Well, a couple of you, sh you shook your head yes and rather than Hey, we can, sometimes you get a trial every day. And it's the same one. It's the old donut shop. Oh, I mean, for me, it's the donut shop. You know, if I see a donut shop, uh, I should go in there when it's late because the, the I shouldn't even go by it. I know where, I know where, did you know that on Broadway they've got a new donut shop coming up? <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, glory to God. Huh, and it's a nice new building. I'm fresh looking. <laughs> uh, you know where the old uh, Vaughn's Pavilion was? Right there at that corner, right there. <laughs> bad news, bad news. <laughs> In fact, the wife met the, the manager of the shop. Wow. Too bad she didn't get her card. <laughs> but, oh, never mind. Uh, knowing where all the donut shops are coming up. It's, it's, anyway, <laughs> trials come. Some trials that we, I, we just hit the same rut over again. The, the, the trial comes up. Sometimes when you're not even thinking about it, <gasps> there it is. <laughs> and it's so hard to break some bad thing, habits. It's a trial. God's wanting, gives you that trial so that you'll, Overtake it and go, go past it so it won't bother you anymore. But too many of us, like I said, we have trials and we follow through on it, unfortunately. But God, those trials are there to make us better. It exposes our weakness. I don't know what your weakness is, but, you know. Everything God has given is given to us is through His promises. Amen. Glory to God. His promises of salvation, healing, and prosperity. All, you know, all God's promises have been given to us, or, or, or blessings have been given to us through His promises. So there's that promise. The target, the promise. All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. With God's promises, the enemy challenges you with problems or trials. With God's promises, the enemy challenges you with promises or trials to cancel out God's promises. Because if, if he can cancel out the promise, you're not going to get there. You forget about things. Amen? Some of you are saying amen. Some of you are saying hmm. Okay, turn with me to the book of Psalms. Chapter 18. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm going to have to run by that crispy, <laughs> crispy Dunkin' Donuts today. Because they're not open yet. They got the fence around it and everything. I've got to go down Broadway today. <laughs> so, Psalms 18.
verse, looking at verse 30. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. We have to learn to trust God and His word. Glory to God. We learn to trust God by going through many experiences. Amen. That require trusting Him. Now, timing. We talked about, tar I talked about targets or the shooting gallery, especially the moving one. There's, you have to have perfect timing to hit that moving duck. And if you like to go skeet shooting or trap shooting uh, with big guns, you go out there with shotguns and you say pull and that clay pigeon goes out there and you go, you try to follow it and shoot. So you have, you have to have perfect timing. We need perfect timing. We need perfect timing. Timing is important part of learning to trust God. God gives us hopes, dreams, for certain things to happen in our lives. We need to accept God's timing so we can experience total peace and happiness. When the children of Israel came to the waters of Meribah, that bitter water, the perfect timing would be, thank you, Lord. You're going to give us good water. We won't have this bitter water. But no, they complained about the water they had. Think about this. You get fired from the job. And what do we do? Murmur and complain. What do they fire me for? How dare they? I was the best one they had. Well, if you weren't fired, how are you going to get a better job? God has a better job for you out there, and, and you're at this plateau. Hey, you got to look at it that way. Thank God he's got a better job for me. Not that I'm fired. Think about it. They relieve me of my duties in this section. Well, he's going to give you better, a better duty, a better, higher position than you were in. How many of you was ever called into, we'll say, the office or the superintendent? And you came in there and he said, have a seat. And you're wondering, what is going on? Now, what did, you're thinking, what did I do wrong? What did I, what, you ever think about, what did I do wrong? It's not what I did right. What did I do wrong that I've been called into the office? And he says, well, we're going through your paperwork here. This is your, your uh, yearly evaluation. Oh, boy, what did I do? Nobody's ever did that, huh? Didn't think you did wrong? How about in school when, they call, when the teacher calls you, I need to see you after class. Nobody's ever had that. I said, boy, you are all good people. I'm like, how'd you get the answer on this test, David? Um, um, boy, that was terrible. Because everything else, you know, your, your grades are down here, and all of a sudden you got this. How'd you get your answer on this test? Uh, you cheated, huh? Uh, uh, yeah. None of, none of you ever experienced that. I'm glad I did because it changed, it changed me quite a bit. I bawled like a kid. And he caught me. He says, you don't have to cry. You need to start studying a little bit for me. He gave me some incentive instead of, you know, some of you people think, well, you don't need that kind of, you need some incentive sometimes. The children of Israel needed some incentive to go into the promised land. A problem came up. The devil threw a, you could say, the devil threw a problem in front of him. Bitter water. How are we going to drink bitter water? Hey, you just, just had a party at the Red Sea. The enemy is destroyed, and now you come to a problem, and you're wondering, can God take care of it? You came out of Egypt free, healthy, and rich, and you got a little water problem? 
That water problem is nothing but the, nothing like they had back in Egypt. So they complained. Murmur, None of you ever got called into the office. What did I do wrong? Well, this is your evaluation. You know, I've never seen one like this before. You've done such a great job that we are now going to promote you into a different area or promote you in your job. Doesn't that sound good? But when that problem came up, you thought, well, it's the worst thing ever. Or that call into office, it's the worst thing ever. I don't know why I'm telling you all these things. <laughs> How many has ever been bad in class? <laughs> Just three of us? Boy, boy, so many goody two-shoes in here, I don't know if I should say anything. <laughs> I remember when I, grammar school. King, okay, some of you are better sly than others. <laughs> David, you'd step outside the door and wait for the principal. Our principal would walk down the, and you just sat there and you're shaking, hoping, hopefully that he doesn't come by and the teacher call you back in. Boy, I'm. <laughs> I was a target. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. There's promises that we need to look at. Have a target. What you said we start. Target is your message today. You have a target. God's giving you a promise. And he's giving you instructions how to hit that target. But problems arise and we forget about the promise, and we forget about the instructions. We just complain. We can't do that. You have everything to make you successful. You got, you've got your target in front of you. You've got the God's promise to do it, and he's giving you the instructions how to do it successfully. Well, that's something to dance about. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Israel wasted a long time in the desert because they rejected God's instructions. Around and around in that desert. It could have took them only, I think it's 11 days or something, to get to the promised land when it got started. But they went around 40 years. Boy, that is some detour. Around and around until... Those that were murmuring, complained, all died off. Hello. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter. Yeah, Proverbs chapter sixteen. Proverbs chapter sixteen. Verse 9, a man's heart devises his ways. Don't listen to your heart. It's crooked. Until it's been renewed. A man's heart divides. If we try to reason out everything, we will struggle. We will have confusion. And we will be in misery. If we're trying to figure out how to get out of the problem. God's given us the instructions how to get out of the problem. Try, quit trying to reason it out. Well, if I tried to do this, or if I did this, and you, you struggle with it, and then confusion sets on you, and then you're full of misery. Around and around for 40 years, they had, they had the food, they had the water, they had perfect weather conditions, better than Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, keep you warm at night, a big fire. Keep you cool in the day, a cloud. Everything you ever wanted, water, food. Your clothes never wore out. 
You didn't have any enemies, physical enemies. But they still had a problem, murmuring and complaining. Oh, let's go to Proverbs chapter 3 this time then. Proverbs chap chapter 3. This is a better way. Proverbs chapter 3. Look at verse 5, or beginning with verse 5. That's Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not to thy own understanding. We looked at that a few weeks ago. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. If they would have acknowledged him with the instructions, they would have been into the promised land. And great things would have took place. But they didn't do it. They murmured and complained. Some of us are, have our, our target in front of us. We have God's promises. And a problem has come up before us or a trial has come up before us. And we have abandoned our instructions to murmur and complain. How come she's getting it? How come he's getting it? I've been, I've been, in, I've been a Christian longer and that, that person's only been a Christian for a week or two and they're getting blessed. How come? Whoa. We better take a look at ourselves because they're fully trusting in God. When you were first born again, you trusted God with everything. Glory to God. As you became more knowledgeable in God's word, we came, became more dependent on our reasoning. Well, this is what God's word, I think this is what God's word says. Hello. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not to thy understanding. Acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct thy paths. We need to keep focus on the target, the promise, and the instructions. We need to keep focus on that. They didn't. You can. We can learn from their mistakes. You can learn from their mistakes. How many learn something from somebody's mistakes? Oh, see that? You learn from somebody else's mistakes. Will you do that, what they did? No, you learn from the mistakes. But glory to God. Learn from your own mistake. Take God's word and follow it. Follow his instructions. That's where we're all missing it. We're not following his instructions. He's given us a target. He's given his promise, but we lack to do his instructions. Hello. Uh-oh. Uh, let's go to Pro uh, pardon me, Psalms. If we go to Psalms this time, 31. Psalms 31. In Psalms chapter 31. Look at verse 30, uh, Psalms 31, beginning with verse 14. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. Verse 15. My times are in, my, in thy hands. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them that persecute me. It's in his hands. He's given us his word. We need to follow through on it. Hello. The book of John, chapter 15. The book of John. 15th chapter. Oh, glory to God. How in the world are we going to ever make it? Look at verse 5. 15:5. 5. First John, uh, pardon me. John chapter 15 verse 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Glory to God, that sounds good. For without me ye can do nothing. But Jesus is what? The living word. 
Without the Word, you can't do anything. We need to keep the instructions of the Word within our heart. Follow through on it. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 tells us, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in time. Glory to God. God's want to lift us up. We have to accept this. We need to be meek and accept his instruction. When we do, we can work God's plan in our lives, or God can work His plan in our lives if we're if we're weak, uh, meek. Pardon me. Okay. How about finding a little book in in the Old Testament towards the end there? See if I can find it myself. It's called the Book of, and you guys with the uh, iPads can find it real quick because you just find it. You want to find the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk. It's right after the, the huge book of Nahum. Habakkuk. In Habakkuk chapter 2, I, had, I haven't read Habakkuk since last year. If you're reading through the Bible, you should, you're, you're not quite there yet. But uh, in Habakkuk chapter two, look at verse three: For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. God's giving you a target. He's giving you his promise. He's giving you his instructions. Wait for it. There's a perfect timing. But you can advance that timing if you follow through on his, on his instructions. Thank you for the amen out there. Glory to God. Our minds, our mind, will, and emotions must be, become rooted in God's word or his instructions. Amen in order to enter the promised land. Again, our mind, will, and emotions must become rooted in God's word or his instructions to us to enter the promised land because that's, that's, that's what it is. He's given us target. He's given us promise, but we need the instructions to fulfill or bring forth the manifestations of, of that promise. Amen? Okay, familiar scripture, the book of Jeremiah. And I bet you don't know where I'm headed for. There's a couple we have in here. Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29. It should be highlighted in your Bible. Verse 11. For I know thy thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expect in a reward. If we study and meditate God's word daily, his timing and his action will become clear to us. We say that again. If we study and meditate God's word daily, his timing and his action will become clear to us. Glory to God. The promised land. Being now, I'll put it this way, knowing who we are in Christ. That's a promised land. Amen? That's a, that's a target. It's a promise. Who we are in Christ. We should be able to enjoy our rights and privileges in being in the body of Christ. Because of the instructions we receive. Amen? Glory to God. Won't say it. <laughs> the promise 
or the, tar the target, the promise, and the instructions are available to those who put their trust in the Lord. The acceptable time is now. Thank you. Destroy any problems with the instructions God has given you. Set your sights and remain focused on the promise. And when you have the promise, you've got the instructions how to fulfill it. Prosperity, favor, promotion, and honor are things that will overtake you in your harvest of the promises. Thank you for all the amens. And we sang the song, you got to give him glory. You got to give him glory. You got to give him glory for the what? Overflow. Prosperity, favor, promotion, honor. That's the overflow. You got to give him glory. Set your target. Know what your target is. The children of Israel forgot their target, the promised land. They just looked at the problem. Problems or trials are going to attack us. But we can use those as stepping stones to get to the, to the promised land. Amen. Anybody need prayer this morning? Okay. Glory to God. Set your sights. Know what your target is. How to do it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we see Jesus giving the final Passover, as, he, as we would call it, the Passover, but we call it now the communion service. And Paul writes... In chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians, beginning with uh, verse 23. For I have received the Lord that which also I deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. What was his body broken for? By his stripes are we healed. The... Bruises and stripes provided healing. Jesus, prior to that, was never sick or diseased. And there is a trade-off. He gives a trade-off. He says, and, and uh, Matthew says, he took violently, seized violently sickness and disease. He took that upon us and gave us his perfect health. Think about that. One in exchange. So when we partake of the bread, he's saying, I'm taking all that to give you Perfect health. This is something that we, again, we need to set our sights on this thing. It's a target. A lot of us, you know, we, it's now flu season and all, the, you know, all that type of stuff. We can't, we can't put up with that any longer. We have to, we need to put a shield of faith up. Say so this, this body does not, you can't put this stuff on my body. Get it off. I'm putting up a shield of faith. I'm defending my body with the word of God. Then, of course, then after the same manner, verse 25, after the same manner, he took the cup which he has up, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which do this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. That blood, what was that blood for? It says, without the spilling of blood, there is no remission of sin. His blood 
washes us from sin. The thing that separated us from God, sin. And it says that, that the believer that comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ is blood washed. It means there's no sin any longer to hang on to you. And when God looks at us, he says, that's my child, that's my son, that's my daughter. Perfect. Romans uh, chapter 6, I think it's verse 14, tells us that sin has no more dominion over us. We need to stop allowing sin to trip us up. Because it has no more dominion over us. Granted, we trip up, trip on it once in a while, but glory to God, we take 1 John 1, 9 and remove it. Amen, glory to God. So we are just going to come up, imagine, on our own. Nice that the cup and the bread are covenant blessings. Covenant blessings can overtake you. The bread that you hold speaks of the body of, of the Lord. No way took to make us healthy. children of Israel when they left after taking that Passover how did they leave Egypt completely whole there was not one sick or feeble among them because they partook of the Passover and Jesus says here take eat this is my body which is broken for you what a blessing so, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we partake in this bread, which symbolizes the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. All that it was accomplished through his body for our sake to give us, Father God, that perfect health. In Jesus' name we receive. And for the cup, a New Testament, brand new, never before given. For the blood of goats and lambs could not do what Jesus' blood did. It removed our sin. We walk in perfectness because we are the blood washed. In fact, we become adopted. Father God adopted us. Taking us out of this world, so to speak. We're new creatures of Christ Jesus to give him glory. So Father, we Receive this cup in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, I just give you praise. We just give you thanks, Lord. 
for this table set before us, Father God. I'm also asking, Father God, that as believers, Father God, that you would stir up within each and every one of us, Father God, the gifts, Father God, that you've bestowed upon us. That through these gifts, Father God, we can be a blessing to those that we come in contact with. Stir up these gifts, Father God, to your honor and to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand. believing each and every one of you have looked at your target this morning, picked up the promises, and will now follow the instructions. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you are stirring up, Father God, that word. Your Holy Spirit will stir up that word, Father God, to give us a greater zeal, Father God, to do those things that you've called us to do, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that any problems or trials, Father God, that come our way, Father God, are removed in the name of Jesus. We've been made more than conquerors. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we are the blessed as we go our separate ways. And everyone said, Amen.